Hey, Frank. Yep. You know when you found that pagan sex book in your parents' lounge room when you were a kid? Oh, yeah. How old were you? Seven, eight. Yeah, right. So that makes sense. I mean, it's exactly the kind of age where a fetish would develop. <laughs> yeah, go on. A fetish for ceremony, that kind of thing. Hmm. Well, I've also been a bit suspicious that you keep making us watch Netflix documentaries about dodgy spiritual leaders and things. What, like that Ominger? Yeah, but that's just one of many. Mm-hmm. And so I'm starting to suspect that you've got a secret urge to be a guru yourself. Is that a question? It's a statement. <laughs> so this episode is going to be about life coaches. I'm calling it Make Me a Life Coach, if you can see where this is going. And in particular, I'm going to focus on the spiritual kind who promise people the universe. So I'm going to glean what we can learn from them to see if this could be a new path for you. Look, I'm slightly suspicious because I know your feelings about life coaches. Yes, but I think it's when we feel a real resistance to something in life that we should actually explore it deeper. And maybe I can explore this deeper with you. <laughs> Great. All right, I'm in. It. Yes. Okay. You're listening to Spirit Levels. It's the podcast that pressure tests the wellness industry. I'm actor filmmaker Frank McGree, and every Tuesday with my partner, journalist Jenny Valentish, we'll immerse ourselves in wellness practices from the pseudo to the sensible, and we'll thrash out the benefits. Some of my best friends are coaches. There's a sober coach, an ADHD coach, and a women's hormonal health coach. And probably all of them will be on this podcast at some point or other. This episode is not about them. It's not about anyone who's actually conscientiously trained themselves to provide something specific, a solid service, and is mindful about duty of care and referring people on to medical or mental health professionals. It's the frauds I'm coming after. The coaches who are tapped into a system designed to instill fear con you into thinking they're hugely successful and wealthy people who can do the same for you. Often they'll be living and working illegally in a cheap country that's long had the boot of white people on its neck. Every Instagram post follows some nonsensical word salad script. They use trauma as a hook. They've got a huge emphasis on abundance and manifesting wealth. They'll post screenshots of huge sums of money being deposited into their accounts by happy clients, supposedly. They'll organise high-maintenance photo shoots with hundreds of balloons. They'll be part of a secret engagement pod with other coaches in their container. Basically, it's an agreement to comment on each other's posts as if they are wrapped clients. I wrote a big article not so long ago for the Australian Financial Review... It was about life coaches working illegally in Bali and the backlash that was starting to build against them. For instance, there was a festival called Bali Bloom. It bills itself as Bali's answer to Burning Man and that was cancelled after a mandate from immigration. Maybe because it was populated by workshops from Western coaches, including things like the neuroscience of partying, advanced intuition for entrepreneurs and business strategy for witches and wizards. Around the same time, some quite notorious Western gurus, in inverted commas, who specialise in things like orgasm workshops and men's empowerment, left Bali after videos of them behaving badly went viral, shared by Indonesians sick of their shit. Recently, there's been a backlash by Westerners too. Podcasts such as Conspirituality, Love and Light Confessionals, a micropreneur podcast... They deconstruct the whole process of coaching 
and then Instagram accounts such as Why Don't You Say Something, Ubud on Acid, Ubud Cult. We're going to talk to Marco Randelovich. He's a documentary maker from the UK. He splits his time between Bali and Thailand and has for years. He has the meme account Bali Metaverse Quest. There's a link to it in the show notes. I particularly loved the reel he made for his personal page called The Birth of a Bali Life Coach. Needless to say, it's taking the piss. I started by asking Marco if the absolute glut of life coaches in Bali in recent years has made him consider leaving. I've spent most of the last eight years making documentaries about Balinese culture as a kind of way to combat all the bullshit to show people like it's not just this fucking influencer life coach bullshit it's all this cool stuff happening too yeah you've made some really beautiful documentaries actually i was thinking though is it a constant source of irritation that people might mistake you given that you've got a drone and you've got video equipment that, that people might mistake you as part of that whole life coach machine or influencer machine yeah um I'm always conscious, you know, I might want to get my camera out and take a photo of somebody at the market or something like that, but I just don't want them to think like, oh, another obnoxious foreigner here coming to get some content for his TikTok and using Bali as like a wallpaper for his content and stuff. So yeah, it, it does play on my mind, definitely not to be grouped in with those type of people, but more and more now it seems like everyone's just a content creator and that's an umbrella term used for everyone, whether you're a life coach or actual filmmaker a business coach, everyone seems to be a content creator. Yeah, yeah, the lines can get a bit uncomfortably blurred sometimes. I have to wonder if my own, you know, when you, something really sort of winds you up, you have to kind of question yourself as to why that is. And I have to question as to why I get so wound up about life coaches. You know, is there something uncomfortably close to what I think I'm doing? Because I've never been targeted by one. Mm. And, and I'm only a writing teacher, but I think there's this element that you think, I could do that, but I chose not to. Probably. I mean, it does. I mean, I think, yeah, there's so many things we could all do in all industries. We can kind of sell out and take the easy way. Same with like becoming a life coach. You know, it's just, you don't need any qualifications. You don't really need to give it much thought. You're just giving people advice and pulling out your ass, basically, aren't you? So I guess there's probably, probably just jealous of these motherfuckers making all this money, to be honest, and doing fuck all. Like, that's probably what it comes down to. But there's also the notion of, I really hate it when I see people getting fucked over. Like, I've got some complexes about, like, justice and injustice and stuff like that. Maybe from when I was a kid growing up watching the news and um, I'm half Serbian, so there was a lot of, like, media coverage about Serbia, demonization and Serbs, and I was, like, I was being told, no, it's just the media that's saying everyone's wrong. So I've always been a fan of telling the other side of the story and everything like that. So when I see these people taking advantage of loads of people and people kind of being hypnotized into like a cult mentality, it just makes me feel really weird and makes me want to act and try and burst that bubble and make people think, oh, yeah, maybe these people aren't all that. And I feel like that, the way I was brought up in Yorkshire and to call bullshit out when I see it, it's really helped me to kind of cut through all the bullshit in Bali and for so many years I kind of kept it in I saw all this stupid shit going on I met people and kind of bit my tongue and then it got to a point where the bucket was so full and brimming with me holding it all in that I had to make an Instagram page and just kind of let it all out and it's been awesome you can see there's a lot of other people out there feeling the same so it is an Instagram page but I feel like it's also a support group for people living in Bali having to deal with all the all the like egomaniacs and narcissistic crazy folks 
And you actually um, did sort of have public argument with one of these coaches. And you'd picked up on something that had been really bothering me, actually, which is this habit of coaches making it look as though they've been in Forbes magazine. And similarly, the same thing with Entrepreneur magazine and others like that who've got this pay-to-play model, but then they've also got the, the print version. And it's very easy to make people believe that you've been in the esteemed print version, but it's actually you just paid to be on their blog. Engaged. Yeah, it's, it's again, it's creating that false image and tricking people that just feels so, so stupid. And yeah, maybe, maybe it's because I work so hard as a filmmaker to get published in esteemed publications. I mean, I was in Forbes like 2017, but just like a little interview or something like that, not the, not pretend to be on the front cover like these people. And when you're coming up as a content creator, you are trying to get those different badges on your portfolio that you've worked with trusted and reputable companies. So when you see somebody taking a shortcut and just paying to do it in a PR way, yeah, it just feels so strange and they know that they're paying for it. And the back of the mind, they're just thinking, yeah, if I pay this person, I'll be on the front of Forbes and then I can trick everyone to thinking I'm really successful. Like what kind of mental gymnastics do you have to do to go, I have that thought and then go to bed at night and take yourself seriously. I don't know. It's just strange. When I made the video, actually, it's part of the comment on the birth of a life coach and was like, well, actually done a Ted talk being in Forbes, front page of Forbes or something. I'm like, listen, look, Hitler was on the front of Time magazine. Doesn't mean shit like whatever magazine you're on. Like anyone can pay to do that. But honestly, sometimes I'm like, is this a fucking job? Am I like on the Truman Show? Like what the fuck's going on? So I feel like I have to keep the absurdism with the memes and keep it very lighthearted and funny and stupid. Otherwise, it's quite a bit of pill to swallow when you think about the way the whole industry's going. And where the whole life coach is taking over. Well, it's dystopian a little bit. You know, you can imagine a dystopian future where everyone's just obsessed with the trauma, everyone's a life coach, it's just pyramids after pyramids after pyramids. Who knows? It's like the opioid epidemic in America with the painkillers and everything like that. The next thing could be the trauma epidemic and everyone's just addicted to life coaches. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, Bessel van der Kolk's The Body Keeps the Score around, I don't know, like, five, 10 years ago, a few people knew about it and it seemed to be quite a useful tome and suddenly it's sort of been maybe misinterpreted and, and really flogged and turned into one of these raw materials that just gets used and twisted right now. Yeah, um, I have no, I have no doubt that obviously trauma, generational trauma, you know, there's been a lot of scientific studies looking into that and it's shown really great and interesting results. But yeah, it's just that kind of bastardization of it that people are doing and packaging of it as like a capitalist product, like commercial product to their own financial gain. And mm. they don't really have that kind of scientific backing um, to really understand it. But what's the temperature there right now in terms of people who are li- living in places like Ubud and Changu um, mm. making a living perhaps illegally? Because there were lots of crackdowns. Everyone was kind of rubbing their hands with glee. There was backlash both from the media, from locals. Has that peaked and calmed down, do you think? Yeah. Yeah, there was a huge peak. It was actually when I was here in Phuket last time, I was kind of observing it on the external and it was crazy to see all the media attention. But as you know, with media, it's often like a quick news cycle these days. So I feel like everything kind of builds up, builds up, gets to a peak, gets global recognition. Then as we say in England, today's news is tomorrow's fish and chip paper, right? And it kind of seems to have been forgotten 
now. So at the moment, it's a bit of a lull, but I don't think people should get too comfortable because it could easily kick off again. When you go home to Yorkshire and you tell them a bit about what life's like in Bali and some of the weirder kind of esoteric stuff, uh, mm-hmm. what do you tell them? What do they think? I mean, a lot of people see all the memes that I make and you see, I'm, I'm quite sensitive about, I don't want people just to think Bali is a hellhole full of all these twats. I want people to understand it's kind of, it's too, it's like kind of bipolar, I guess, you know, Bali. It's, it's very different. I always say, look, people like going to Bali, they'll be messaging me, they're going on holiday, people from school, they'll be like, oh, is it really that bad? I'm like, no, 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 just ignore it. This is just for people who live here and understand it. But I just say, if you're going to Changu, if you're with it about you, going to be a comedy show you'll find plenty of people to laugh at and you know voting as well you know you have a good laugh these are just small little bubbles they're bowling in an amazing place some of the friendliest people I've ever met some of the most beautiful landscapes i've ever seen and it's just an amazing place all right so frank you know you know i mentioned at the beginning of the podcast that we could get you to be a life coach mm-hmm. well I've actually found a course. We'll make you an accredited life coach. We'll get you the abundance hat. You can host a retreat next time we're in Bali. The whole works. What do you reckon? Well, will this make me a guru? Yes, because you can literally apply your life coaching to anything. Trauma counselling, manifesting wealth, spirituality. Okay, I mean, who are we going with? I thought coaching masters are a really big one. They were launched by Lewis Raymond Taylor, who's an English chap. His sales pitches, he did time in prison for assault and then reimagined his life in Bali as the CEO of Coaching Masters. He calls himself the psychopathic life coach. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> it's all right, it's all right, because he's done a TED Talk. Oh, uh, yeah, so okay. they only get inspirational people and who've completely turned their lives around and are completely legit. And how did you hear about him? Actually, it was when I was writing that piece for the Australian Financial Review about life coaches working illegally in Bali... I happened to cross Cafe Coach in Bali, which is owned by Lewis, and they put on weekly workshops from life coaches, which I thought was interesting. So I signed up to their mailing list. And from there, I suddenly found myself materialised on the Coaching Masters mailing list. And so now I receive multiple emails a week from the Coaching Masters about becoming a coach. Are they based in Bali? Unknown. Um... Maybe Bali, maybe Dubai, where Lewis also says he lives. Um, but the emails I notice have an address for International House in Knightsbridge in London. Well, that sounds very impressive. Yeah. I mean, literally thousands of companies use that address, from the Christian Healing Mission to Homeopathy Research Institute. But look, he's even got celebrity life coaches on board. He got British glamour model Katie Price, a.k.a. Jordan, to sign up. That was after he interviewed her for his podcast. Very candid interview, actually. Full credit to Lewis, because he very openly just turned every paragraph of Katie's Wikipedia page into his interview questions. But he still got some really great answers. And she didn't get offended when he repeatedly offered to impregnate her. Oh. Have you heard of her? Ah, uh, yeah, but not... No, most people would have, but I know. I know. I've heard oh, you of too, it. You're too refined. No, I, I just run into celebrities and if you said the name, I go, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah fair She's a, a big reality TV star in the UK. She's just done one series after another for decades. 
She has gone to court more times than she's had hot dinners, and that's in her own words. But presumably, that is amazing life experience that could actually be of benefit to her clients. Hey, they've actually got great reviews on Trustpilot. They have. I mean, lots of online courses will request that new participants leave a good Trustpilot review before continuing. But who knows? These could be totally legit. Okay, so what can I do with my accreditation after I do the course? Sorry. <laughs> what can what can I do with my accreditation after I finish the course? Just tell people you've got it on your Instagram. Oh, okay. It's just I found a review where someone's complaining that their accreditation isn't recognised anywhere. Really? Yeah. Coaching master themselves replied. We can confirm that at no point have any of our customers been advised that upon completion of a TCM course, would they be accredited by an external body or separate business to the coaching masters. Taking one of our courses and graduating through ourselves is a huge achievement and should be celebrated. That's fucking right. Absolutely. <laughs> it takes at least 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm serious, but well... On his Insta quite a while back, Lewis made a video of him having a great time in Bali where he said coaching requires just 20 minutes. It might have gone up since. It might have been developed further. I would expect so. Okay. Well, how do I cancel my subscription? What if I wind up paying nine ninety nine a month forever? Oh, no, you can cancel anytime. I do have to warn you, though, that if you cancel, they will unfortunately not allow you to rejoin at any stage because they are only committed to the people who are truly invested in the journey. I know that because I found a video on the page where you try and cancel. There's quite a few pages where you try and cancel. And it was a lovely blonde American woman. She implores you to stay over rousing music because she believes in you, Frank. But she doesn't know me. There's some stock video footage of people weeping and looking vulnerable. As she says, there will be times that you doubt yourself. (laughs) But you've just got to stick with it. Okay, do you know what? I'm out. You're a quizzer. (laughs) (laughs) Frank, remember you're investing in yourself. Uh, If I was going to invest in myself, I'd get a tennis ball machine. Actually, you should get that. You've been listening to Spirit Levels, a weekly show with Jenny Valentich and Frank McGree. Subscribe to hear our show every Tuesday, and we'd love to see you on Instagram. We're Spirit Levels there. And TikTok, where we're Spirit Levels Podcast. See you next week.